you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. Hi, welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit. My name is Brielle, and today we will be talking to Pete about his transition from the Marines to the financial industry. How are you today, Pete? I'm doing great, Brielle. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to hear your story. It's great to always share. It's nice to have someone ask you a question to talk about yourself because sometimes you just keep it to a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get started. So how did you first get started in the financial industry? I came out of the Marine Corps. I was a Marine. I served in Desert Storm. A lot of people are like, well, how did you get from the Marines in the financial industry? And I've got one better than that. I was actually an English major in college. So how the heck do you go from that to financial industry? But when I got out after Desert Storm, I opened up my own business and I ran a fitness center. So people are like, oh, okay, now I see a couple dots, but where are you going with that? I really learned that I had a business background and interest not just managing people, as you would think from the Marines, but had a financial running a business mindset. I learned some really good things about being a franchise and some bad things about being a franchise. But I also learned that I had a real financial acumen that I had not known about myself. And I discovered it through that experience. And it was a great experience. I sold the franchise back to the franchisor. A family friend of my parents was just, hey, what's Pete doing these days? and invited me to come in and talk to him about selling life insurance. And I thought, I don't know about that. I tested well. I had a good sales background. And so I did pursue that. And I was grateful. He was a great mentor to me. He introduced me to the industry and I did very well. We did a lot of estate planning work early on with the company that I was with. So I got to work with a lot of older retirement age people, and we were talking about assets they were going to have when they were gone and how that would be fairly estate tax and so forth. And what I was discovering was no one was really having a good conversation with them about how to manage assets and spend their own money on themselves during their lifetime. We were talking about what was going to happen when they were gone. And so that's really where then I started to pursue. I followed through with the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner Program. I took my courses through the American College. And I really just discovered this part of me. I had the other side of the brain too. I had the English brain, but I had the financial brain as well. And that really set me on a career path. And in 2022, I went out on my own and started Good Financial Services and just never looked back from there. You have a lot of different backgrounds. I see it now from the business side, more into financials. So how do you think the Marines prepared you for life as a financial planner? I think when you think about the Marine Corps, you think of discipline, you think of following the rules, you think of certain boundaries, I guess you would say. And from having that background, you might be surprised that you do find veterans in this industry. You also find professional athletes. And that's that personal discipline to stay focused and stay focused on your training. And so I think the Marine Corps background really set me in that vein. And it also, as I said, I wasn't, I guess, classically trained or my undergrad studies weren't in financial 
So I did that through the certified financial planning program in particular. And so as a Marine, if you give me something, I'll follow the guidelines and I'll learn it and I'll understand it. I won't start to bring all this other stuff in it. I stay in the lane and I listen and I learn it and I really understand that. And that's what I think is so challenging for many people in financial matters is they start to second guess themselves or they cut corners or things like that. As a Marine, I feel that that's really kept me on path to stay within those boundaries. And that's my role as a financial planner then is to work with people and help them stay closer to the boundaries and bring them back to point and keep them on the same path that they're trying to follow and rather than deviate from that. So I guess I'm not the disciplinarian. I'm the accountability partner. So I think that's where the structure and the discipline of the Marine Corps lends itself very well to that part of the business. That totally makes sense. So you're keeping people on track, making sure they stay in line. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very much the case. What I find is in this business, I think the financial media and other things are really kind of making people think they have to get all the investment things just right and all of that. And then there's another side, honestly, that's all about, well, you don't have to do that. It's just so easy. You just index and things like that. And I've had the opportunity to meet people like Jack Bogle, who founded Vanguard and He certainly was the pioneer of indexing. And to listen to those people, they really just talk about investing and it's just a long-term endeavor. And if you give it time, it's going to work. There's a great deal of truth to that. And certainly Vanguard is a great company and, and has gone on to help people in a measurable way. Well, what I find is that when I talk to people like that, and I've met many people like Jack Bogle who are at that level, you can tell when I talk to them as brilliant as they are and as successful as they are, they have not walked the shoes of working with clients and helping them and guiding them and steering them from their own worst mistakes. And so that's really what this is about is it's so simple to say, yeah, you can just follow this and set it and forget it type of thing. But the reality is people are going to check it. And as they get closer to retirement and in retirement and they need to start taking money out of it, they're going to start to have fears and worries and things like that that are going to come about and they're going to make some bad decisions or be in a position where they're going to potentially make bad decisions. And that brings me back to those boundaries, those guide rails of the Marine Corps. It's not like it's black and white, but you're clearly kind of running to the edge of the boundaries and you want to keep people grounded and on path and keep them steady and making good decisions. And that's really the key difference is you can't just set it and forget it. You're going to need to make adjustments or you're going to really feel like it's hard not to. That's the key element there as a financial planner. And I think that's really where that background comes into play. I love that. So why do you love working with veterans so much? It's like, I think anything we do in life, You like to be around like-minded people. You like to be around people who share your common values. That's a big part of it. I'm a Marine and immediately you sit down, you have common life experiences and you use language and talk a certain way if you're a veteran. So it's nice to work with people in any field that you have something in common with. So that's a really good feeling. But the other thing is that veterans have worked so hard and they've served their country. We share those core values and you won't to thrive. And they have so much more to offer after service in the military. So it's a very rewarding experience as well. I get to work with people who have a lot to offer from their past experience, whether they're now going on to being consultants and sharing that leadership with others or 
just being business leaders and going into that field. And so there's a real opportunity there. And just like I said, is they're just like anyone else. They might be able to take the hill and they're going to stay in the guardrails and they know how to lead a combat troop up a hill and take an objective. But when it comes to money, sometimes you put dollar signs in front of numbers and people start to get a little bit freaked out a little bit. And so that's really where it kind of brings it back together. And I find we have that common bond, we have those common values, and that makes it very comfortable and easy to work with people. They feel that we as fellow veterans, we can trust each other and they're willing to share what their values are and what their goals are. And that makes it more rewarding and enjoyable to do the work that I do, but it's also good to know that you're trusted and you can be trusted. And so that's just a good overall experience. And then what's interesting about working with veterans is they have unique benefits, they have unique pensions, they have unique circumstances. And so there are things that they can try in life post-military career that are a little bit different, or at least they have the luxury of trying that because they have some reliable and steady income sources. And so it's really rewarding to be able to help them navigate that where they might not want to try or take a risk on a business endeavor or something like that. And being able to walk them through and say, look, you can manage this because you have some things that not everybody else has. And it's nice to be able to go through that. And that's a really fulfilling process, too, to help lead them into that endeavor. Speaking of the unique benefits that comes with being in the military, what is something that is important and very specific to military families or veterans that they should be doing or thinking of financially? There's a number of things. One is, I think as you go through your career in the military, you will have or have the potential to have certain opportunities, financially speaking. You could stay in long enough to have a pension, and that's unique. For in this day, people don't have pensions anymore. And so you have that reliable source of income. Many veterans are coming out of a career, and they also have some degree of a disability income source as well. And so that's a tax-free income source. So that's a possibility as well. So those things are very unique. And I think at the very beginning stages, when you're starting out, you're earning your paycheck just like anybody else. And you have the ability to put money aside. And so just getting things started and building that foundation early is what you would tell any young person at any stage of life. And it's very easy and they have great programs for that. But then you're also starting to determine do I want to do this for five or 10 years? And if I do, is there a difference to going 10 to 15 and 15 to 20? And that's different, I think, than in other careers. You don't think of it in those terms. And so the service members, they have the ability to stay in service a little bit longer. And that's going to really translate into some different income sources and income benefits and also health insurance benefits if they stay in for a full 20-year career. So when you get to 10 years, now you're starting to say, well, another 10 years and I could still be a young person. I could still be in my 40s. I've got a lot of career ahead of me, but I've also got these benefits. I've got educational benefits that maybe if I don't use them, I can pass them to my children. So that's very different than what we see in, I guess, just a corporate person that we might meet who's building up a 401k and maybe putting money in a 529 plan for education and things like that. The service person has these resources, but now it's coming down to what do I want to do career-wise? Staying in five years, that's a great thing. And you've served and you've done the things that you set out to do. 
But once you start getting into 10 years, now you've accumulated some real value if you stay a little bit longer. So you're also making career decisions. That's a really exciting part too. You're not just making financial discussions with people or decisions, you're helping them make real important career decisions. That's really fulfilling. And I think also you get to that point, you tend to serve because you wanted to serve. When you serve, you don't take an oath to protect the American people or the land of the United States or its interest around the globe. You take an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States of America. And so that's a real value that you're doing professionally. And so that's really, I think, you're making that decision. Do I want to fulfill that mission for a little bit longer? And there's real financial benefit if I do, or unique circumstances. So that's really part of the overall conversation as you're making that transition. That's a lot to think about. Lots of big decisions <laughs> that you're helping people with. <laughs> what advice would you give yourself when you were just getting into the Marines? As I said, when you're young and starting out in your military career, it's really not different. We have a lot of clients that we work with who will say, can you help my children? And so we'll start working with their kids who are getting through college, maybe getting themselves established. And when it's a young Marine, and what I would tell myself is just live on less than that full paycheck right away and just make that the first good habit that you form. And I think that's important in any point in life. If you're not saving, you should be putting something aside. And as your income grows, you can grow what you're saving, but you'll also be growing what you're bringing home, even though you're setting some of that aside. The earlier you can participate, the better. When it comes to military service, there are certain benefits that you just get like any other company, servicemen's group life insurance and health benefits and all of these things. And like I was saying earlier is you can serve long enough that some of those benefits will follow you beyond your service time. And so I would say that young person is not just getting started out sooner and building those good habits, but over that time also come to understand those other benefits. Because one is you might earn something that will stay with you in the long run, but also understand fully what you're giving up if you do leave service and go into the corporate environment. As you want to consider, it's not just a paycheck that you're replacing. It's all of those other benefits and elements. And if there's housing allowances or any of those things, you have to really look at the whole total package. So that's what I would say to that young person is just starting out as a Marine, save early, get that going. But as you progress, really come to understand. Don't just sort of like, yeah, whatever, that doesn't apply to me. I'm so young, I could care less. Try to get to understand those things sooner, not later. Yes, that is great advice. And again, a lot to consider. So what was the biggest life lesson you learned while in the Marines? I would say the one thing that has stuck with me, and when my kids were little, I used to tell them this all of the time as well, but it's the tiny little insignificant details that make up all the difference in the world. If you're on top of those details, you're not going to make silly, bad mistakes. If you do make an error, you're going to be able to adjust it and fix things. But you're also going to demonstrate to those around you that you have a level of expertise and discipline and knowledge, and you're going to gain trust and confidence from those around you by just following those little insignificant details. If you try to cut corners and you think, well, it doesn't really matter this time, but it's going to matter next time, it's hard to turn that on or off. And I just saw a TED Talk or some little video on LinkedIn somewhere. I was a Marine Corps officer 
And he talked about, I think it's a quarter of an inch where the ribbon goes on a Marine's uniform above, or not actually, I think it's an eighth of an inch. It goes above the pocket on the uniform. And he says, it's an eighth of an inch because it's an eighth of an inch. It matters. We don't just, ah, it looks good. It's sort of in the right general place. No, it's in a very specific place. And those little details matter because when it's really important and that eighth of an inch is gonna make the difference between life and death or a good financial decision and a poor one or maintaining a great friendship and building trust and confidence, those little details really, really matter a lot. And I think that's one of the things I learned in the Marine Corps and something that I really share with my kids and anyone. You just don't cut corners. Just if you're going to do it, do it all in and do it right. That's awesome. Those are great life skills that I'm sure you've (laughs) passed on to your children. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So to wrap things up, I want to ask you, what is something that veterans are usually not prepared for once the paycheck ends? Is there any patterns that you see and any words of wisdom? Well, I've been blessed in the last five or six years. I volunteer. I'm a member of the Union League of Philadelphia, and it's a patriotic society. It's been around since 1862 to support Lincoln and the constitutional way of life or those values. And I've had the opportunity to form a vet fellowship program where we do some professional workshops over a six-month period of time for veterans who are transitioning from their service into civilian life. And we also connect them with a mentor who's in a profession or a field that those vets think they want to move into when they come out of service. The one thing that I see over and over. And the hardest thing I think in that transition is that when you are in service, you wear your rank on your sleeve or on your collar. You've got a chest full of ribbons. Everyone knows where you've been and how well you've been acknowledged. And so it's pretty clear who you are and what you've done and whether or not you are someone of leadership. And immediately you receive and earn respect And when you come out of that, when you come out of the civilian world and you show up in a networking event and you're in a jacket and tie or you just look like everybody else, you think, well, everybody looks like they've got a chest full of ribbons and a rank on their collar. And that's the hardest thing, I think, for service people to do is I think you need to really recognize that you bring great skill when you make that transition and really find what it is that you love doing and how you can translate those skills into the civilian world. And don't be afraid to share those successes. Don't be afraid to maybe pat yourself on the back or toot your horn a little bit. We're all very humble when we serve and we stay that way through the rest of our lives. And I would say it's okay to let people know even just a little bit. If you just let a little bit out, then people will ask you questions and maybe it'll come out more naturally and you'll feel more comfortable with it. But I find that's really, I think, a key element is that you can translate those skills after your service and you'll have the financial stability because if you've been saving early when you told that young Marine to sock money away and if you understood your benefits and you have a pension plan or something like that to give you some stable income, you're going to be financially in a good spot And you're going to have time to explore that. And you want to make sure that you carry yourself. And that can be a real challenge for many veterans is making that transition, is finding that identity. And I think if you're able to toot your horn a little bit, ask some good questions, engage people, and just give them enough to ask more questions, you'll more comfortably share what you have to offer and you will thrive post-paycheck in the service. Well, thank you so much for all this great advice, lots to think about. 
I try to do interviews from time to time, and it's nice to be able to turn it around this time. I would just say, if you like what you hear, just check us out and like our podcast and share it with friends. You can find us at goodfinancialservices.com. I wrote a book called Tell Your Boss I Quit, which you can find at tellyourbossiquitbook.com. And you can also find that on Amazon, but we're always happy to have a conversation. And if you're in life transition from service to civilian, if you're transitioning from to life after a paycheck ends, we would be more than happy to have a conversation with you. And I hope that you'll stop by and listen for more in the future. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services.